Hello, podcast listeners and anime fans. This is Torin. And this is Andrew. And I almost read your name off the script. Um, <laughs> we've only done this for like 15 episodes. No big deal. It's, it's color-coded for a reason, Torin. Uh, that, that threw me off because it's normally not. Normally, I'm the only one reading off the script. Uh, welcome to our spring 2022 Watcher Drop episode. It's that time again. Every three months, it goes quick. But new season's yeah. here, and uh, this episode we're going to talk all about what we have checked out or what we want to check out in this current season. Normally I watch nearly everything that's airing, and this is the first time I'm not, so this is going to be weird. Uh, yeah, you've been busy. Uh, I, on yeah. the other hand, have watched a lot of things. This is backwards. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, before we get into all that, though, uh, we will be covering, by recommendation, uh, on our next episode Poopa, Papa, P-U-P-A, Pupa. It's. Uh, I watched an episode already. It's awful. Yeah, uh, we asked for awful, and someone recommended this, saying it was awful. And as far as I could tell, it's body horror, kinda. So it's probably awful. Uh, it's but, still not the worst thing I've ever seen on the internet. Uh, yeah. Was it rule thirty-two? I don't. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch that. It is a short. So uh, definitely watch ahead because it's or don't or don't. Uh, if you just want to hear it us, it's definitely yeah, eighteen plus and also body horror. So yeah, uh, or don't and just listen to us talk about how horrible it is. Um, spoiler alert for these episodes, but they're only four, three, four episodes. Uh, so not so. much to spoil. With all that aside, though, Andrew, uh, let's talk. What's the first one you want to talk about? Uh, best of the season so far, uh, Spy X Family, which is the only good spy family show about a spy who has to acquire a family for a mission. Because I remember you mentioned it last, a couple of seasons ago, another spy show that was bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, shoot, I forget what it's called, but that is still in my queue. Yeah. Still uh, this one is about a the spy a little girl with psychic powers who doesn't want to go to the back to the orphanage and an assassin who needs a, uh, a way to fake that she's normal to her brother. So she gets a husband. Yeah. That's, I think that's part of the fun of it is no one in this family actually really wants to be in the family, but they're using the family as an excuse for their own ends. And I think well, that's, uh, Anya wants to be in the family because this is the most exciting thing in the world. Well, true, but she, she, uh, she just wants to be there because she doesn't want to be in the orphanage, and it's fun, like, yeah. and it's entertaining. Not so much that like she loves them and wants to be in a family type thing or whatever. Sure, uh, I'm sure but she's also like five, so yeah, I'm sure eventually it'll develop into them all liking being a family and wanting <laughs> to be a family for like happiness sake. But right. yeah, the way they get into it is really clever. And I that's, I think, the part I like about it. Like, she's psychic is a huge thing with the kid. But the way she uses her psychic powers is just amusing because... It's exactly how a five-year-old would use her psychic powers. It is the immediate, like, how do I respond to the thing I just heard? Yeah. And on top of that, it's... Um, you get that kid reaction. Like, it, it purely fits the... If the adult just said this to a kid, how would they react? Like right. she is immediately on 
the exact thing that you would expect. Like if it's like, oh yeah, when this mission's over, like I don't need her anymore. And then her immediate thing is like, how do I become useful? Like, how do I make him like yeah. want to keep me around? Lloyd, Lloyd will say, um, I've got to keep an eye out for enemies. And then Anya will immediately go hide because she heard him say enemies. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't say that out loud. Why is she hiding now? Yeah, it's so well done. Um, I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, and I think it is the best. I always think the best spy like show I've seen just in general, let alone the the spy family aspect of it. Like, yeah, spy family or spy shows aren't really popular currently. They were much more like 90s or Cold War era yeah. uh, TV shows. So we didn't really grow up with them other than maybe uh, Get Smart. Yeah. I mean, if you start uh, expanding it out, though, into stuff like Western culture wise, like Mission Impossible's uh, James Bond Yeah, I mean, films. Spy, show, uh, spy movies are a thing. But... Yeah, those are still around. And if even if you compare it to them, I think the writing of this is more clever to an extent is yeah it uh, uh, yeah it's well done it's really well done i've thoroughly enjoyed watching it and i can't wait it's one of the few shows that i'm actually actively waiting for new episodes to come out um mm -hmm. one came out and i was watching it before they we started recording yeah i need to watch that one uh been too busy with that aside yeah highly recommend it watch it people it's cute it's fun um yep and watch nothing else watch this yeah, I would say this is probably, well, as far as new shows go, the, yes. the pick. Uh, I'm going to get into one that is not as good. Uh, <laughs> the Greatest Demon Lord is reborn as a typical nobody. Hey, guys, do you want another show about a super powerful person who decides he doesn't want to be super powerful anymore, but for some reason keeps failing into being super powerful? Yep, that's another one of those shows. That's it. So I watched like 10 minutes of this and gave up because yeah. I couldn't stand it anymore and just was like, hey, I think there was another show maybe six years ago about a demon king who died and got reincarnated and now he's going to go to a school. Yeah. Um, I think that one was better. It I don't was. remember the name of that. <laughs> it, it it was. It's It's a typical like... Uh, kind of power fantasy like it's yeah it's a guy with like in essence infinite knowledge i will okay first off i will give it credit it's better than the one from last season um there was one last season i think it was last season which one was the greatest sage was that last season uh, or season before yeah i think that was last season <laughs> that was yeah. bad you're you're right i was only I, I was mentally only associating uh uh Demon Kings getting reincarnated. But yeah. yes, Greatest Sage was pretty bad. It's the same concept as Greatest Sage. This one I, so far seems better, uh, barely. It's it's still action fantasy uh, etchy. Uh, yeah. Now, for people who really like the power fantasy thing, I mean, the guy, I'm trying to remember, I think he willfully reincarnates. So yeah. that's the thing is I can't even remember the base story because it doesn't really matter much. Um but like I think it's he willfully reincarnates, and so he's mad. He's worried that like people he used to work with uh, are gonna recognize it's him because he did this without their permission. So he's just like up and out of nowhere as the leader of this country. That's the other thing. 
his greatest demon lord, he was like, when we hear demon lord, we think like bad king. Like in this world, in essence, it was he's like the one ruler and everyone yeah. actually liked him. Right. But he was bored because... He wasn't villainous. He was basically just like a god king, but yeah. they were referring to him as the demon king for some reason. Yeah. So it's kind of weird because... He, he looked like from the intro of the 10 minutes I did watch, it seemed like the whole town was like a golden citadel of everything. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird because as far as I could remember, he reincarnates in essence because like he felt lonely. He wanted to be a, a common person because like everyone looked at him as like a God King, like even those yeah. close to him. So he had like in essence, no friends, but I don't think they in essence say it that way. So it just felt weird. It feels weird. It's kind of annoying because he's just overpowered at everything he does, uh, as you'd mm -hmm. expect. Um, and on top of that, the same concept of like he knows magic that either is shouldn't be known or is super rare uh, or forgotten magic type thing. Hello, greatest sage. Um, yeah. yeah, whatever. I'll probably watch it as the trash it is as an extra show to watch. Um, it's not one I would recommend to people unless you really like that type of show where it's just OP character with OP power uh, and the girls around him want to sex him. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Move on. So my next one um, is I'm quitting heroing, which is a pretty standard after for that's, that came off the tongue really weird. So after the standard hero defeats the demon Lord story, uh, the hero joins the demon lord's castle because uh, the rest of the kingdom hates him because he just was able to defeat the demon king's army by himself and they just think he's a monster. I like the concept of this one. I'm really mad that I didn't uh, get around to watching any episodes before we recorded this, partly because High Dive, stop getting shows. I don't want to use your service. <laughs> Please. Yeah, it is on High Dive. Oh, I, I think we forgot to mention. Uh, the other two shows were on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, Spy yeah. is also on Hulu. Yeah, Spy is also on Hulu. Uh, uh, if you have a Hulu membership and you don't have a Crunchyroll membership and you're into anime, what are you doing? But anyway. Um, yeah, it's on High Dive. And I hate the fact that there's shows that are just on High Dive. Because uh, I don't want another service. Though I did just get rid of Funimation. That said, be. we're sponsored by High Dive. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, High Dive is great. There's, I wish. High Dive, if you want to sponsor me and give me a free membership and, uh, you know, we'll that sponsorship money. We'll stop talking your service. We'll stop talking. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, with that aside, uh, I love these types of shows. So I'm excited to watch it. Uh, there's been, at least it feels like lately, uh, a surge of shows that are more okay, here's the typical hero story, but we're going to show like the aftermath or we're going to show the people around that hero story and like their lives. And I love those perspective shows. Um, they tend to be really good. I mean, the the last one I can think of off the top of my head was uh, uh, the pharmacist one, wasn't it? Or alcohol. what was it? Oh, uh, where he's just living as a pharmacist. In or the... I got kicked out of the hero's party or whatever. Yeah, that oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was really good. Loved it. It was great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm quitting hearing. I've been reading the manga. It just continues to be like a funny show. And you start to see the backstory of uh, the hero as uh, and all of the 
uh, Demon King's associates. Because yeah. there's a reason for all of these things that have happened. Which is nice to have that actual story to it. Um, I do find it, uh, I do find it nifty how they're going from that standpoint of like a hero that was so strong that then they get ostracized. Um, cause like with quitting the, uh, hero's party, it was kind of the same way where they showed that perspective of the main character wasn't the hero, but how the hero was so powerful that mm -hmm. it's actually a problem. Cause if you think about it in real life, if there is a actual hero in real life, who's so powerful as to like, just topple the leader of another country, like solo, you wouldn't probably look up to them. You'd want to be in a different country to them at all times. As long as that country is not opposed to them. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be anywhere close to them. It's all live in Sweden. Um, like just all over there. Uh, let's, let's all go to neutral countries because, yeah, it would not be praising this person. Like there's a solo nuclear bomb walking around. You would you would hate them slash be concerned about them. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see that perspective taken uh yeah i love the sound of this show so uh you've been enjoying it is it actually yeah, good it, it's funny it's entertaining um it's not really like an action show despite it being like oh demon kings and heroes it's more so far it's been more logistics <laughs> okay so that i hate to keep making a parallel but that is so similar to like kicking out of the hero party where like it was labeled adventure which i don't think this one's even labeled adventure um but, like, it, there was an adventure until, like, the very end of it. Um, so, okay. So, this is comedy romance. Uh, is there much of a romance, really? Or is it, like, Not back burner? Not so far. Okay. It, it, I don't see it happening. He flirts with the one of the Demon King's associates, but she's rejecting him at every turn, and I don't see that going anywhere. I oh. don't know if it's a... I don't remember it happening. Okay, I'm down for that. Uh, even though I'm a trash who likes romances, uh, I also like people not just jumping uh, for no reason into romances. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, all right, well, I guess next is one I actually haven't watched, but I've been wanting to watch, and you've watched some of, which is Aharin-san wa Wakarenai. I doubt I pronounced that right. It is Aharin-san is uh, in indescribable or something like that i incomprehensible okay well there's a link in the description for all of you even if you're listening to the podcast there's a link in the details uh to all the shows that we're talking about so uh just click and you'll see um and if you're watching on youtube below me it actually says both the japanese title and the english title so there you go uh yeah so it's it's another like comedy school romance in essence isn't it Yes, it feel it's on Crunchy Bowl roll. Crunchy Bowl. <laughs> Change um, name now. I can yeah. just go for a ramen bowl. Oh, um, yeah. It's kind of like Komi-san in that it's between like a well-meaning guy and a poorly communicating girl. Um, they start a new school. They sit next to each other. Um, he can't remember her name, so he gets it off of her notebook and she doesn't know it's described in the first episode she doesn't understand how far away both physically and emotionally she has to be to other people so she's like crawling on him and like talking really close to his face and uh, like 
It's just kind of the opposite of Comey, where yeah. in, instead of being distant, she's super close. Yes, for one for one day, it's like they're dating, and then the next day, she's like really distant. Okay. Um, at least in the first episode, and then they they figure out like a well-meaning closeness. But half the the episodes of them taking notes are like right up next to each other or sitting on she's sitting on his lap which i've seen from the images that she's it looks like they're going for the like super small girl yes like she's tiny and he's huge okay i hope they handle that well because uh, you start to get into the cr- creepiness when like a main female is in essence like portrayed as a child or mm-hmm. Anime, I get that you're in essence a means for people to it, explore stuff that's not appropriate. Yeah, he doesn't seem to do any of the dating part of it. It's more like getting to know this new girl. I think he mentions like he didn't have a lot of friends in in middle school. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, it sounds so this like this is him getting a new friend. It sounds like they're handling it pretty well um it's just something in anime that i really hope people start avoiding more (laughs) yeah uh there there are little uh like elementary school kids that they meet in the park and the the boys all think she's cool and tough because she can beat them at like bug fighting things and checkers but there's the little girl who's jealous because she likes the one of the boys Okay, but they they kind of think she fits in because she's so small. I guess yeah. is why the kids are like, "Oh, you're one of us." But yeah, basically, in reality, she's like a high schooler. Okay, yeah. um, no, like I said, it sounds like they're handling it pretty well. So I, I am excited to check this one out. I just didn't get around to it, uh, even though it is on Crunchyroll. Um, busyness is not fun, uh, but I'm definitely going to check this one out because it does sound fun, uh, especially yeah. if it's taking that more laid back approach that kind of Comey did where they're not pushing a romance as much as mm-hmm. a friendship that develops into one. Right. Which is not common in romance anime. Um, yeah, those those tend to be, you fall into love as fast as the episodes come out. Yeah, which I don't know if this, was this one even labeled as romance or just kind of? It, it says comedy school. I don't think it was actually listed as romance. Cool, which means that it, was, it might purely be a friendship thing, which you don't see very often. Um and I think, I actually think a lot of people when they have to write a friendship in an anime do a better job of making it somewhat realistic than mm-hmm. people who are trying to force, like writing a developing romance. Um, That's because all these uh, manga writers uh, didn't experience a oh. high school romance. <laughs> for, <laughs> for some of them, that might be true. Uh, I will not say all of them uh I'm sure for some of them that is true. Once again, I mentioned... I will get dunked on random <laughs> people in Japan. Send all your hate mail to... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can email us at animedigression, uh, animedigression at gmail.com, but uh, I will have to read it. He will not. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just forward it to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll just set up a forward for like the next forever and just forward it. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next one because uh, we're next tour ones uh so i got a weirder one for the next one it's uh, the world of atome games is tough for mobs which is still an iskai but 
the main character is in a female-focused dating sim, which he was forced to play by his uh, sister. Uh, and then he, which is also the reason he died. He spent all day, all weekend playing it for like 72 hours and then tried to walk outside to get some food and fell down the stairs and died and woke up in this game. Such a, a it's such a sad way to die falling down yeah. the stairs. And he hates this world because the, the, the focus tends to be like, uh, women are in charge of everything. Okay. To like a disgusting degree of like men are all slaves. Okay. So that, yeah, that is, I mean, if it's to the point where in essence they're slaves that I could see why he would it's, hate it's it. It's not slavery, but it is very much like you can't go against your wife. Yeah. So and you uh, can't go against your mother. Which um, I forget what that's called. Anyway. Patriarchy. <laughs> I thought patriarchy was the... No, I said matriarchy. Matriarchy, there we go, yeah. I heard patriarchy. Yeah, matriarchy, yeah. That is... Uh, I could see why he would not like that. I mean, I, I could see why even the op opposite someone would not like. Uh, gender uh, inequality to that extreme is just... Yeah. You're not going to enjoy it. Um, so what, what's the focus of it, though? Is it just him surviving? So he goes to the the high school of the 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 Otome game where he he wanders in they have the scene where all of the um the guys you would date in the game show up and they go god i hate all those guys uh and the character who is not the main character of the game shows up and she's the one who's like flirting with those guys and the character who is the main character of the game shows up and she's just like a happy go lucky girl. Okay. And he's like, Oh, I hate the happy logo. Happy go lucky girl because she's the main character. But then it starts turning out that she's not the main character in this. It's the new girl. He doesn't know. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a spin on he's supposed to have inside knowledge of this world. And he game. does because he spends the first episode going to some end game uh, dungeon and looting uh, like end game gear. Okay. Which is weird because this is like an Atome game. Okay. Yeah. This it, seems. <laughs> he just, he, he, he does it to get uh, loot, uh, money and. Um, uh, a giant robot because <laughs> there's they added in the game they were like oh we have to add something as a like a like a combat section because that's all the game company knows how to make oh wow okay so it's like an atome game made by a like action game development company yeah <laughs> all right well um i mean so, it's so this action sequences <laughs> It's weird, but it does sound fun. Uh, um, and he just abhorred. He, he's an absolute prick to everybody. And it is hilarious to watch because he's mostly justified, but he's also a dick. Like, it's, it's not only that he's mean to people, but he's not a good person. Okay, so. Like, you could be mean to make a point and be a good person underneath that. No, he's 
bad all the way through. <laughs> okay. Which, if it's written well, can be fun. He's hilarious. Yeah. If not written well, it can be annoying, as we've kind of covered in a couple of shows. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm totally going to check this out. This was kind of on my list. It's on Crunchyroll, but I didn't think I saw it on Crunchyroll. So I'm going to have to add that to my watch list afterwards. It's also on Verve. God, Verve. Um, <laughs> man, that was a... Uh, let me know, people. Uh, did you actually use Verve? Try Verve? Because uh, I remember when it first came out, I pulled it up. I went, nifty. Uh, all my watch history is on Crunchyroll, so buy, and then closed it. Uh, that said, Verve, uh, sponsor us. We'll stop trashing yes. you. <laughs> Except it, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the way of the dodo, since, uh, you know, yeah. with the whole Sony stuff and Funimation merging into Crunchyroll. Yeah, probably. All right, let's move on uh, to another weird one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, skeleton is this actual? Uh, you actually made the note on this one. Skeletal Knight in Another World is that the full title? I don't. I believe it is. Um, we are professionals. Um, yeah, Skeleton Knight in Another World. Um, I'm not gonna try to pronounce that. <laughs> oh gosh, that Japanese title. Uh, once again, if you're watching, uh, down below you can see it. Uh, good luck pronouncing it. Yeah. So this one. Uh, first off, if you have not checked it out, uh, content warning. Yeah, they say that at the beginning of every, every episode. But uh, also, the first five minutes of the first episode, definitely content warning. Okay. Hi, uh, they, they non- even, yeah, they even put a content warning. The first thing you see when you start the show is a content warning. Uh, so within the first five minutes, you get a... Uh, by monetization, not that we get it anyway right now, uh, you get a attempted rape uh, of two girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so content warning, if that's something that you don't can't handle, I will say... And following that, a lot of bloody corpses. Yeah, a lot of bloody corpses. But I, with that being said, nothing actually happens. So it's an attempt, if that's enough there, to, to... There's clothes ripped. Yeah, but nothing... screaming. Yeah, but nothing actually... No rape actually happens. Um, so yeah, content warning with that. With that, I will say that they handled it, I think, all right. Not well. I wouldn't have put that at the first scene. Yes. But but that, that's a, that's it's fine f- for what it was. Yeah, they got enough across that like these people are bad. They They didn't have to go the whole way, and they didn't. I think the thing that makes it the worst is... Currently, those characters, in essence, are not a thing. So they kind of were written just for that scene. Yeah, that that part's a little... There's a reason they got attacked by bandits, and that is explained later. Yeah, but even then, it's like, okay. All that aside, once again, I think it was handled fairly well. If the attempt is enough to uh, you not want to handle it, you um, can skip the first. Skip the 10. first episode, quite frankly. Yeah, you could probably skip the first episode because uh, it ha- it comes up twice, like the very right at the beginning, and then they do like a rewind, and it comes back up to that same yeah. scene. So, 
Uh, just skip the first episode. You really don't need it. Anyway, as far as the show goes, it's an isekai. Uh, main character ends up inside Game World. Uh, one of the spins on this is that his avatar was a skeleton. So um, he's in this world as a monster, in essence. So he has to wear yeah, his armor. He, he was playing his uh, full dive MMO and something happened. And now he's woken up in the, the fantasy world as his character. Uh, with all of his character's powers, apparently, and his World of Warcraft level shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big armor, big paladin armor. Um, but yeah, so the big part of the big twist is that uh, he's going around. And I think the thing that makes this one, first off, makes it ridiculous compared to most isekai. And also makes it kind of unique is the fact that this guy is the epitome of I'm trapped in a video game. Like... You're just gonna. You're. He's just excited to be in a fantasy world, and it's not like yeah. necessarily the where people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm excited to be in a game." He's like, full on. I'm excited to be in a fantasy world. Uh, yeah, like, like this is exactly how I would react to a fantasy world. It's like, yeah, I get to kill bandits and like be a skeleton and go to an inn and eat weird foods. Yeah, it's that thing of like big bad monster appears before you and it's just like, oh, that thing's cool. You're not really worried. You're overpowered yeah. late game character. Yeah, I, I'm an end game character. These are level, what, 20 mobs? Swing. <laughs> yeah, one shot kill. Um, So yeah, uh, it's that makes it crazy and unique. And oh man, the best way to understand this show is just watch the OP. It goes there. Oh, the OP is so good. I don't, I described it as like a, what did I describe it as? Like a comedy action? uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what you told me. Um, But, oh boy. Jack Black. That's what it was. Oh yeah, as if Jack Black did it. Uh, It it is kind of a tenacious D feeling. Like Mm -hmm. it, it, it goes there. It, it does not hold back. It's weird though because it kind of reminds me of some of those um, those old like power metal like slash mm. hair metal songs like it it chugs and, and the voice and singing is very much that like old school like power ballad like right. metal voice uh, but they intersperse it with um, like the main characters like maniacal laughter and like. It's like someone sat in front of a sound effects board and just like was randomly pressing buttons throughout the song. Because uh, that's kind of what happens. It's just like these random, like they make sense in the grand scheme of things, but like these just tonally very uh, jarring like sound effects that just get thrown in. Uh, the big one being his his maniacal laughter, uh, especially like, at the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, it goes places. So watch that. If that feels great to you and you like the feel of that, you probably like the show. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's such a weird take on the like OP Isekai fantasy world. I think I told you this show gives me the feelings of Overlord, like the type of humor and it does, it the undertone. Bit, yeah, and it's also a skeleton protagonist. <laughs> that too. Uh, but yeah, just the way he kind of handled being Isekai versus like kind of the way this guy's handling it has that same kind of feel the only big thing is overlord he's concerned that someone 
stronger will eventually show up whereas this yeah, guy's he's, just he's a paranoid thing that he's gonna die this guy's like nah fuck it i'm gonna live <laughs> yeah he's like i'm just gonna wander around and uh learn about this world he's like i'll just and i i think that's another thing that makes it amusing is the fact that he he's like okay i'm in this world i'm like i'm now in a fantasy world um you know he is an op endgame character he's like all right but this is ground zero so he's acting like a level one character where he's like, yeah, a starting quest. Oh yeah. Escorting someone to collect herbs. That's totally what a starting adventure would do. <laughs> right. Rather than just going to the end game missions. He's like, yeah, I'm going to act like I'm level one. Um, he walks into a village and everybody's like, Ooh, is this like absurdly priced knight? Yeah. And that's things they refer to him as a knight, which I'm assuming is like uh, probably by general standards, the person who like, works for the king or the kingdom um so yeah, it's like whoever can afford a full plate of armor is probably being funded by the kingdom rather than like have purchased that themselves yeah because they they act like they know who he is based off that which is uh creates humor um where it's like oh no that why is this this knight uh talking to me uh and he find they find out it's like yeah i just i want to pick up a a little quest uh, I'm gonna go help someone gather herbs. Uh, is that really something for a knight? <laughs> well, there are various reasons, and yeah. then they immediately come up with some scenario where he's like got to make money for his sick daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. I love. Oh, good humor. Good humor. Love the show. Um, if you want a show that is somewhat serious, at this moment, I would say this totally is not it. But if you just love a good, almost, I almost want to say spoof of a I typical say camp guy. campy. I want to say campy isekai fantasy. Yeah, it's very much, uh, I think campy is a good fit for it. Um, it's great fun. I love it. Uh, I'm totally, it's probably one of the other shows that I've like super been looking forward to uh, episodes coming up. Yeah. All right, getting on to the next one, which uh, we're going to speed this up a bit with a bit of a lightning it's round. A lightning round. Uh, I've got Don't Hurt Me, My Healer or Kono Healer. Uh, which is a weird bullying anime where everyone is rude to each other in a fantasy world. Uh, I wrote down, it's basically the experience of playing an MMO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think this was, what's this one on? Is this on Crunchyroll? I don't think it is. Probably. Uh, I mean, I didn't really check. (laughs) Were we doing that for the lightning round? Um, yeah, it's, it's okay. I don't know if I, actually it is on country roll if i actually care it because it's really like a brutal amount of insulting yeah that's the thing is i don't know if i'd want to watch a show that is the uh experience of like playing in an mmo yeah he's like demanding she heal him and he and she's like what why should i heal you you trash and he's like uh, shouting in response to that. It's and it's played for humor, so it's worth watching like one episode. It sounds like anxiety. Like <laughs> it just sounds like an anxiety generator that. Uh, and all uh, of the enemies can talk, and will either trash talk somebody or like try to get them to stop fighting. To me, this sounds like something that would work as a moment in a show but if i had to tolerate this for an entire show i would not enjoy it yeah um interesting 
I'll probably check out an episode, but yeah, yeah I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, all right. Next one, something that I really want to watch because um, it got, I think currently on Crunchyroll, I said it was like a 4.6, uh, which like is that. Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie. Uh, it's comedy romance. Like I said, currently it's like at, a, I think, a 4.6. Um, totally just skipped past me, even though it's on Crunchyroll. I somehow did not notice it. I told you several times to watch it. <laughs> I think it mentioned, seemed like it was right up your alley. It, it does seem a, like it's right up my alley. Uh, that's the thing is, I think you'd mentioned it. I like marked it on uh, like Annie chart or something. And then um, somehow just didn't see it show up on Crunchyroll. Uh, so it didn't end up in my queue. I don't know how. Uh, I, part of it also might just be that there's just too much stuff on Crunchyroll right now. So it just skipped past. Uh, or most likely... There was a weird episode release timing when I looked, and uh, they didn't push it to me. Yeah, yeah, looks I, I great. It was a little late on the flow, so yeah, looks great, sounds great. Uh, it's got a really high rating. So if you are into a comedy romance, uh, probably worth checking out as well. Um, but I'm excited to watch an episode of this. Uh, next one, um, Miss Shakukia. I can't pronounce this at all. Shachiku, Shachiku. Yep, that, that might even be closer. And the little baby ghost. Well, what am I uh, saying? It's on... Japanese. Shachiku, probably. First, yeah. Anyway, go. <laughs> it's on Crunchyroll. It's a cute show about a woman stuck at work when various ghosts and spirits show up to either cheer her up or try to get her to go home because she's overworking and she's gonna like she's gonna die at the at her job. This sounds so cute. It's pretty cute. Um, I got the same vibe as like Senko-san, but it's less than, it's not as good, I would say, because it mostly relies on uh, thinking the little ghosts do cute things than it is like actually releasing any of the stress. <laughs> okay. You're talking about uh, Senku the Fox one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, the premise behind it seems like it would not follow that same flow because the big thing with senku was not only the whole stress release thing but the the like friendship slash budding relationship that they were slowly working themselves towards yeah this um, is more um i'm taking care of new children or yeah uh, which who occasionally get themselves into goofs as they're trying to take care of me like uh, um okay. they she she's like oh man i need to washed my shirt but i can't throw it in it, it's a dress shirt so i can't throw it in the laundry i'll just wear my shirt from yesterday and she goes to work and they're they're both two of them are sitting in her room and they turn around and they're like we're gonna wash her shirt for her and then they try and fail and then they get in an argument and rip the shirt and then they go out and try to buy a shirt for her okay so it's like two little kids trying to buy a shirt with a uh, uh, hundred and fifty yen. Oh God. Uh, okay. I don't know how I feel about this <laughs> with the explanation. Is it good? Bad? I mean, is it enjoyable? I give it a six. Okay. Like it's it, it's good enough to watch for me, but I wouldn't recommend it unless you really like cute blobs all right interesting um 
I'll probably check out an episode, but yeah, if it's like a six, I, yeah, I don't, to me, it almost seems that if you took the time to watch an episode, you might like keep watching it, but yeah, I would recommend watching like one episode cause that will get, or even like half of the episode will get you the premise for the rest of the show. Okay. So the th- intro is good though. So three episodes rolled, not necessary. Yeah. So, no three episode necessary. Watch half episode. See if worthwhile. All right. Anyway, lightning rounds. Let's move on. Um, now we're getting into continuing shows. So spoiler alert for any show that has more than one episode and it's continuing right now. Um, yeah, spoilers. You've been warned. Uh, if you leave here at this moment, uh, thank you. Let us know uh, stuff we should watch, stuff we should do, uh, what you're watching. Anyway, getting into it. One of the highlights, and I'm so glad the show is back. Ascendance of a Bookworm. Oh, it's <sighs> so good. I love this show so much. It's such a good show. Uh, I'm so glad it's back. This was one where, yeah, when I saw it was coming back, I was super stoked. And so far has not disappointed me. Um, no, it's still excellent. Um, it's just a continuation of the previous season. Yeah, it um, follows it she, pretty well. She invents the Gutenberg Press and doesn't seem to realize the problems involved. Yeah, no. Uh, I do like how now they're starting to get more into the consequence of her creations. Right. Um, she she invented a new she invented a new form of ink. I did the finger thing on a text po- on a audio podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, um. I mean, and to my knowledge, immediately like, is hunted by the ink guild. Yeah. Who's not happy? Uh. To your credit, I mean. Over half of our audience does watch, or at least okay. they do the YouTube, whether they watch it or not. I don't know. Yeah, they might just put it on <laughs> in the background. So uh, anyway, yeah, no, that's it's really nice to see that consequence, which is like, hey, you're a person who seemingly is uh, a genius. Like you're creating things that no one thought of out of nowhere uh, constantly, not like. Hey, the, she invented something cool. It's like it's every, basically every episode she invents yeah. something new, and they are all hits and successes. It's like she hasn't created a single "quote unquote" failure um, from the perspective of outside people. We know that she failed numerous times at the beginning to try to find some sort of viable uh, way to make a book, uh, mm-hmm. to make paper slash ink or whatever. They don't. As far as they're concerned, every single thing she's ever done has been a huge success and wildly creative. Uh, So, yeah, obviously, some people are going to look at this and say, she's a golden goose. We want her or want her to not be a thing. Uh, Yeah, we either are going to marry her into the family, kidnap her or kill her. Yeah, Uh, she is going to uh, not exist or be ours. Uh, So it's nice to see them start to explore into that. First, the premise with the Ink Guild, where it's like, you literally just cut our business, our monopoly. You're like killing our monopoly on Ink. Screw you. Uh, And on top of that, this idea of um, her having to be tied to a noble. They've mentioned this before, but now they're really getting to the point where they're like, hey, we know you love your family and stuff. You need to be tied to a noble. Not only because of your inventions, but because your level of magic power is so strong, you w- if you are not tied to a noble, you will be kidnapped and forced to breed kids. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, she needs to 
start actually being part of this world uh, rather than just existing in it. Um, so love to see that. Love to see them like start expanding into uh, her, as, as I mentioned, just not being in the world, but having to be part of this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great to see. Love it. Um, the big thing right now is that she has to live at the cathedral, the church, because yeah. of winter approaching and she wouldn't be able to traverse home and back to the church, which is bad when she has to dump magic energy to not blow up. Uh, so she has to now live there. So we're starting to see this we're idea also. the homesickness yeah. of a girl who before she came into this world was definitely like a homebody who, who spent a lot of time with her family. And in this world is kind of a homebody who spends a lot of time with her family. So it is nice to see them delve more into that inner relationship of like how, like she likes the head priest, but at the same time he can't quite fill that role, but he's willing to apparently try. Yeah. I don't think she seems, sees him as a, um, like a father figure. I think she sees him as a respectable adult who's working in her best interests yeah. and understands that she has other people's memories in her head because they covered that in the previous season. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I have a feeling this season is going to focus more on them developing a relationship with her being trapped there and him kind of having I think to it's going to be role. focused on the noble side of the thing more than the build up but we'll see uh i'm super excited super ecstatic i love this show so much uh it is funny enough for being a slice of life does delve a lot into uh, other things especially now i'm starting Mm -hmm. to wonder if these later seasons are going to be sadly less slice of life there is there is a a longing i feel like there's going to be some darkness in the next season yeah uh, th- there's that small part of me that has that longing of wanting to maintain the laissez-faire of like the first season um and just that adventure of her just trying to make a book um mm-hmm. but i like it it's a change but uh i still en- thoroughly enjoy it so mm-hmm. go ahead and let's talk about another continuing show oh man here comes shield hero again as we mentioned uh, yeah, we just covered it for those who didn't watch that episode uh, or listen to it. Uh, what are you doing? Don't you like to hear me rant? Uh, <laughs> no, I did have someone uh, tell me they did not like my takes on some of the stuff or do not agree entirely with my takes. Um, engagement. Yep, engagement. I'm fine with this either way. Uh, I don't know, man. I just think that the show, since he is not uh, against the entire world, it just doesn't feel like as good of a show. And this season kind of definitely... I feel like we're finally moving forward with the overarching plot of The Waves. Yeah. Despite it being a side thing to go deal with the giant oh, yeah. turtle. <laughs> Except the entire second season, which has nothing to do with The Waves. Um, anyway, I, I just have less interest. Uh, like this entire second season, I just really don't care. Uh I didn't put, uh, coming off of uh, uh, the rewatch, I didn't put a lot of uh, mental focus into, like, the hype. Yeah, I think part of that's since we did the rewatch immediately before this came out. I think we 
we burn down any level of hype after yeah. an analysis. Which I think might make us more level-headed than probably some of the people who don't remember actually how the first uh, season went. Like they're just going off well, of nostalgia. As I said, like I've read this, I've watched this. I watched, I read the side story of where, where uh, I didn't mention this in, the, in our rewatch. There's a side manga that is um, Motiasu goes back in time to when they got summoned, but he keeps all of his powers and memories. And he's like, oh, I'll do this right this time. And he screws up like four times in a row. Okay, interesting. Uh, I, but every time he dies, every time something happens, I think he kill. every time he kills Nalfi, or me dies again, he gets sent back to the, the start again. Oh, wow. Uh, like I said, I'm just not as into it. And part of the reasons are A, what the heck, heroes? We mentioned this in the last one. Why are you willing to work together? By this point, why yeah, the they're heck? All, they're all dicks. Like, and they even sit there and... Uh, in the meeting, in essence, say, hey, yeah, we all really should work together. Uh, no, we're just going to all go our separate ways. Like, We can't be bothered to do this uh, seasonal event in our MMO. Yeah. With unique drops. I'm like, Yeah, and on top of that... skips a seasonal? Well, and on top of that, when it's like, yeah, this, uh, this seasonal event that just triggered stops the wave counter... The waves aren't coming. You have nothing to do other than this seasonal event, and we don't want to. Or Which I, is I, lo level appropriate seasonal event as well. <laughs> and I actually, on top of that, I don't think they say that like they just don't want to bother. I think it was more of just, eh, we'll deal with it ourselves if we want to. Like it's just they straight up just don't want to work together. Yeah, I don't. And well, that's the thing is, I thought they said actually, never mind. Uh, let me rewind a bit. I thought they, in essence, said, um, we're just not going to like do this event. But the entire time, now Fumi's like, yeah, the the other heroes are there. Um, so he like is under the belief that they're doing it separately. I think that's where my confusion came in. Like He's sitting there like, yeah, we have to get there with the other heroes or whatever. It's like, it's, my understanding was they weren't doing the event, but you're telling me that they're doing the event, just not working as a team. Makes no sense. The whole current thing is they're going to take out this great tortoise. Yeah. Uh, they're going to succeed. World building. <laughs> they're going to succeed. The show hasn't shown us that failure is an option. Um, yeah, that would be interesting is if failure is an option and then like the tortoise just murdered like six cities before they got taken down. I mean. Uh, It'd be I, awful, but. <laughs> I don't even know if that would be true showing that failure is an option like someone they care about would have to die hmm. um i think that's like it doing something like that and them losing someone who is close uh i would hope someone in the extended party at least if not the immediate party um uh, yeah it's just there's no consequences and some people don't want there to be consequences it's probably part of the arguments people had against me with the last show is I, I I'm a proponent of if you want me to feel something, you should show me there's consequences. Uh, some people, I guess, don't. They want it more lighthearted. I, 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 I think he wanted when they when he started, he wanted to have a dark fantasy. And that's why they like the world turns on now for me. But after that's done, I feel like it's just going to go to generally positive uh hero fights against the, it, the it evil fe it feels like a shonen it's yeah, like it's, it starts just being a standard shonen yeah it started out like sinon 
and it's like okay we're gonna be a bit dark and like we're gonna show like we're gonna get into this idea of emotions of like everyone turning against you for no reason like you're the outcast no matter what you do there's just you cannot escape the evils of the world that for some reason are turning against you and then yeah once you kind of resolve that they're like i don't i don't know what to write okay typical adventure <laughs> and turns yeah. into a shonen um yeah i i'm gonna watch it i don't think it's horrible i just it just feels it feels like a classic example of i kind of wrapped up what this show is and now i'm just stretching it and continuing it with like yeah, I no idea of where I want it to end up at. Um, I will say I also was a little annoyed by apparently, I say apparently because she never said it, but now Fumi assumes it, that the great tortoise is what Vittorio is talking about when she said you're going to have to choose between the people or the world. Because like the great tortoise... Uh, or, like a, or even a similar... Uh, yeah, because the great tortoise is going on a rampage, killing souls, but it needs to do that to stop the catastrophe. Uh, but so he has to choose: do I kill the tortoise, saving the people, or do I let the tortoise wipe out the people but save the world? Um, but two things: one, Victoria apparently knew this was going to happen, and A has done nothing herself to stop it. But B and told the, no one about it. <laughs> yeah. But B, the big one for me is she apparently knew this was going to happen. But what they told us is the turtle going on this rampage was not by its choice. Like someone, in essence, triggered it to do this. So why does Fatoria know that this was going to happen? Is she not correct? And it just happened sooner than she thought it would? Or like... Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> does Fatoria know the bad person who did this? Did Fatoria do this? Like it's to me, it's that thing of either some really nifty writing is about to happen or most likely he forgot. He said that this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just, he forgot. He's like, I want this turtle thing to happen. And Fatoria is going to like point to it. But then when it came to the whole, Oh, wouldn't it be nifty if like someone set the turtle uh, to do this and not that the turtle did this. And then like mm -hmm. forgot that he mentioned Fatoria like, yeah, it just feels like he forgot his own writing. Uh, anyway, it's more Shield Hero. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, wait, no, that was yours. Uh, that was mine. Yep. <laughs> you immediately went on a rant already. Shield Hero. We just came off the first season, so I'm still a little mm, about Shield Hero. Uh, don't get me wrong, people. I do still like it. Just go on. Move on. Komi-san. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, it's more it actually feels more like a romance than the second half of the season yeah. of last season for how much i like komi-san i have not watched an episode uh because it's on netflix first off i'm assuming they're still like, japanese only netflix yeah i think uh, i will i will find a way to watch this i'm not going to talk about how i will find a way to watch this people i do not uh i do not approve of getting around copyright and licensing laws but I, all you got to do is use a vpn yeah well yeah we'll say that we'll go with that method yep. uh speaking of which uh nord vpn any of you guys if you want to sponsor <laughs> us <laughs> we really sound like we're desperate for money <laughs> yeah yeah it's just a lot easier for me to watch all these anime if uh it can be my job. <laughs> no. 
uh, we just it's just gonna be the joke now that we'll never accept a sponsor even when people <laughs> actually want to sponsor us just because we love we to yell. <laughs> we only accept sponsors from companies who are out of business. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Or ones who are dying, apparently. Um, that that service like ten years ago that you that sent out like nerdy boxes of things. Oh God, there's so many of those. I can't even remember which one you're talking about. Like the original. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, Except sponsorship from that one. Lucre? Is that what yeah? Lucre. Are? are they not a thing anymore? I don't know. I've never heard them advertise in the past like year. Or Either two, way, so. Loot Crate, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's Komi-san. It's more Komi-san from what I've heard. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to butcher it. Uh, you've watched some of you said. Yeah, it's cute. It's, I think, better than the second half of the the first season. I mean, that's a bar that's pretty easy to go over. So uh, I wouldn't put it up next to the first episode, but the uh, we're not introducing random new characters. Um, we're getting more interactions with Tadano and Komi. Okay. That's that's what I want to see. Like it's not that the second half was bad. I, I that almost made it sound like I was bad. If you haven't watched our episode covering the show, uh, go watch it. We both do thoroughly enjoy the show. Uh, it's just towards the end we noted that it's it felt more like just rushing in new characters rather than breathing the world and what was happening and the main goal of the show. Um, even though she, her goal is to get friends, but I felt like they didn't need to have every character they introduced be somewhat of a prevalent side character. Like eventually if she wants a hundred friends, you'd need to not really have like an entire episode slash two episodes covering every single person she ever becomes a friend with. Uh, yeah. It'll get old anyway. Um, so I'm glad to hear that they're, breathing some uh, life into the relationships and stuff and expanding more. Uh, yeah, I will somehow find a way to watch this. And so, uh, my next one is Demon Girl Next Door. Uh, hey, I will on High Dive. Oh, Goddamn High Dive. I will say, uh, <laughs> I do find it funny how the four continuing shows we're talking about, we've covered three of them. <laughs> some of that might be planned. Well, it just happens. It yeah. just happens, I guess. Some of it might not be planned. Uh whatever we wanted to actually watch. Yeah, but no, uh, Ascendance we haven't covered. I think there's just too much. Otherwise, I would love to cover that one, maybe eventually. Yeah, uh, there's like a bunch of episodes of that. So I'm assuming Demon Girl Next Door is a lot of the same stuff that I uh, somewhat did not like slash uh, stuff I did like. Yeah. Just a continuation. Yeah. It, it's definitely more... Um, basically, what's happened is they've all moved into where... Um, Shemiko lives like they live on either side of her in that rundown apartment. Why? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. So Mikan and what's her name? The other girl. Is about Momo, the main girl. Okay. I've... Yeah, Mikan and Momo live on the other side of Shemiko, and it, it's just weird things about like being able to hear your neighbors and Shemiko learning how the internet works. Oh, interesting. Quote unquote learning. How did she, Oh, I guess she wouldn't know what the internet is. Yeah, because she doesn't like have computers and stuff from being poor. Other yeah. than her sister has that laptop that she got from Momo. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so basically Momo just sets up her own Wi-Fi and says, okay, let, let me show you how, let me just connect the, the laptop I let you borrow 
to my Wi-Fi so you have access to the internet. Sounds fun. And then also, here's what not to do on the internet. Oh, God. Uh, everything, pretty much. Uh, the part I'm confused about, do they explain much why Momo would move next to her when Momo has a really nice place? Um, I've got to keep an eye on you, was the general gist. And um, you're, you feed me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess. It, it, I, I know it was just an excuse to get them yeah, it's all a in the same area. Yeah, it's just a write off. And to have their, their, the rest of the family interact with the two magical girls. Also, uh, I think the most recent episode, Shemiko starts a job and meets some of the other demons in the, um, in the, the neighborhood or the city. Okay, that sounds fun. Her meeting other demons, that is something that was kind of missing from the first uh, show, is for us to kind of learn about other demons because the only thing we know is like the slight glimpse at how her dad used to be. And even that was, we get the first male character of the show. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They're going places. He's, uh, the, he, he, he's the master of the place she works at. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it sounds like a lot, uh, a lot of the same kind of energy and comedy fun. Uh, like I said, my biggest complaint with the show is just the pacing that the four panel uh seemed to yeah, create it for feel, it feels a little bit smoother um the i i noticed there was a f couple of four panels they did before the intro music like they did it they did a four panel a four panel and then they did the intro and then they did like a longer form okay rest of the show so they might have had a better director setting up how it how it's set up um i don't know if i noticed it affecting the show too much like if there were other ones i just remember that specifically happened yeah that i mean it was it, the first season was pretty obvious how that was spaced yeah. as like a four panel so if they if they smoothed that out then yeah, i think it smoothed a little bit out i'll and, watch some because uh i said i still enjoyed the show it was just like okay guys make an anime don't make a, a visual four panel <laughs> like yeah Adapted a little bit better, guys, please. Uh, mm -hmm. I also know that, like, Build, Divide, and Q are continuing, uh, both of which I had watched the original shows and I haven't even bothered uh, feeling like I'm going to continue. Uh, so let me know, guys. Should I continue them? Are they worthwhile? You can tweet at us, AnimeDigression. Uh, email us, AnimeDigression at gmail.com. Also, recommend shows to watch. We've been asking for trash. Come on, people. Hit us with trashy shows. Uh, we want to rant and rave about some, or not rave, rant about something that is like we can rate below a five. Show, yes. show us why we are rating stuff so highly. Show us the trash. Set our scales straight. Um, with all that aside, thank you all for watching so much. Uh, we hope to catch you at the uh, next episode, which is uh, Papa Poopa. I don't know how to pronounce it. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>